It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, lovebugs. Hello, Bellas. If you have not already done so, please remember to like, share to Facebook, and subscribe because it is so important to our success here on the YouTube. And if you are not already a part of our book club, please remember to hit the Patreon link below and or the join button here on the YouTube. And for a small monthly fee, you babies, yes you can be privy to all the shenanigans before the YouTube gets it, if the YouTube gets it. Now, let's talk about Etta James and David Ritz, Rage to Survive. This is going to be part 20. So, uh, lovebugs, um, I know you see that this is a spreaker. The reason why I am doing a spreaker is because I'm going to be doing a lot of reading in this video. Okay, or this breaker. One, because um, the tragedy of Sam Cook is too, it's just too painful for me to crack jokes and laugh and, you know, be me about, you know, this is something that I want to be serious with. So if I'm reading straight, it will take away from me acting a ninja. In this thing, because it's just too, it's, it's a painful situation. It touches me in so many ways that you guys don't understand. Um, it happens over and over and over again to black men. It is, it, anyway, guys, let me just go. Okay. A change is going to come. That's the name of the beautiful Sam Cooke song that came out after he was killed on December 11th, 1964. The words to the song haunted me like a dream. I kept hearing Sam on the radio and the jukeboxes. Sam in the record store, Sam singing in my sleep. He was gone, but the song stayed on my mind. The song was one of those beautiful moments when a spiritual and pop tune become one and the same. I wish I could say that it eased my anxiety about the way Sam died, but it didn't. I had lived through his death too closely, been too much a part of the real life scene to even forget what happened. Like lots of others, I'm one of those people who thinks Sam was set up. Sam was a praying man, and if he wanted, he could have been one of those one of the most beloved preachers in the world. Instead, he became a sacrificial lamb. Sam was smart. Along with his main man, J.W. Alexander, he understood that ownership was the name of the game. He wanted to control his own record company and own his own publishing. By 1964, Sam had gotten powerful, too powerful for some. His record, 
his records, Wonderful World, Chain Gang, Cupid, Twisting the Night Away, Bring It On Home to Me, Another Saturday Night Worth Selling in the Millions. Folks were saying Sam was the new Sinatra. Like Sinatra, there was talk that Sam had been helped by the wise guys. But now in December of 1964, he didn't want their help. He wanted to break the ties and control his own business. As he was getting ready to play the Copa, he decided to be his own man. I heard that the day of the night of his murder, Sam had lunch at PJ's, a mob hangout up in Hollywood. That's when he may have told the boys he was going his own way. That same night, I was Christmas shopping. When a flash came on, Sam Cooke just got shot at a motel on 82nd and Figueroa. The fort, that's her home, y'all, was at 120th and Figueroa. So I jumped in the car and got over there in no time, arriving just when they were carrying Sam away. The cops were already handing out... Forgive me, guys. The cops were already handing out the line that would eventually be viewed as a historical fact. I didn't buy it then. I'm still not sure now. Sam, they said, was trying to rape this Eurasian girl when she escaped from his room and ran across the courtyard to the office of the female manager. In his undershorts, Sam was supposed to have changed... In his undershorts, Sam was supposed to have chased after her, screaming and cursing and kicking on the manager's Dutch door like a madman. Supposedly, he said, where is my Emma effing woman? And supposedly, he kicked in the bottom part of the door. The top part was already open. It was claimed that Sam, in trying to get at the girl, charged the manager who took a little... 25 pistol and shot him twice in the front he sat down and said god you shot me when he got up to walk away she shot him twice in the back then she claimed she took a broom and began beating him in the face and on the back that's how they explained the terrible bruises and cuts on sam's face i was suspicious from the from the outset Mamba Maxi, the nice Jewish man who ran the California club, got me into the inquest. Maxi was one of the good guys who might have laced Sam's boots to what was happening with the wise guys. Before things got underway, I went to LAX to pick up Sam's father, a preacher. We went to the inquest together with Sam's brother, L.C., only a handful of spectators attended. I listened carefully to every word of the proceeding, which only I listened carefully to every word of the proceedings, which only confirmed my suspicions. The Eurasian girl, what is a Eurasian girl? Is that a uh, white and Asian girl? Okay, anyway, the Eurasian girl, absolutely gorgeous with shiny black hair, long enough to sit on, showed up in the pigtails and bobby socks looking like Susie Sunshine. The truth is that we knew her as a party girl. Sam had been having problems with his wife, Barbara, for all 
practical purposes, they were busted up. Their infant, chi their infant child had drowned in their backyard swimming pool earlier that year, and the tragedy took the heart of their marriage. Sam began going with the Eurasian girl on a regular basis, showing up with her at the California club on Thursday nights, Mamba night, for the last three weeks. It didn't make any sense that he would try to rape a girl he'd been loving on for weeks, especially a girl with her reputation. Other things made even less sense. Why would Sam, a big star who loved luxury, stop at a sleazy hot sheet hotel on the way to the motel he would have passed over dozens of nicer places. Second, even if you assume the girl didn't want to make love to him, she had ample opportunity to escape. The woman manager testified that Sam stopped at her office to register. Why did the girl escape then? The girl testified that before attacking her, Sam took a shower. Why didn't she escape? when he was in the shower and those of us who knew Sam forgive me and those of us who knew Sam for years those of us who had traveled with him lived with him on the road performed with him on stage we knew in our hearts that he was not the kind of man who would even run through the courtyard of a hotel screaming cursing like a mental case above all Sam was cool a gentleman rape wasn't his style one theory is that someone had slipped Sam a Mickey. That's what I was going to say. I said, it sounds like they gave his ass, uh, I don't know. That sounds like a dipper or, or something. I know you'd be like, nay, why is everything a dipper? But dipper make you do crazy shit, man. They argued at the inquest that he was drunk. But when they tried to determine just what was in Sam's body, the court refused to hear the evidence, calling it irrelevant. Man, talk about a kangaroo court. The court didn't want to hear nothing about the Mickey. The Mickey would have led to more questions that couldn't be answered. In truth, and I saw this at the funeral home, Sam's head was practically disconnected from his shoulders. That's how badly he'd been beaten. His hands were broken and crushed. Sam had a cute little straight nose that if you looked closely at his corpse was badly mangled. They tried to cover it with makeup, but I could see massive bruises on his head. No woman with a broomstick could have inflicted that kind of beating against a strong, full-figured God. Not, I'm sorry, against a strong, full-grown man. Those of us who discussed it, his friends and family figured that the Mickey must have worn off at some point. That's when Sam started struggling with the guys who were trying to take him out. They beat him, shot him, and concocted this far out story that no reasonable person could believe. We were all a little shocked when Sam's wife, Barbara, started living with soul singer Bobby Womack, who was the nine year younger, who was nine years old. What? Hold on, y'all. We were all a little shocked when Sam's wife, Barbara, started living with singer Bobby Womack, who was nine years younger than Sam. Sam had been Bobby's mentor. 
Bobby's a great singer. He can take all the hot confusion and boiling anger inside him and turn it into a beautiful song. But when Bobby moved into Sam's house, it seemed creepy to a lot of people. But like I said, the cook's marriage was already over and Barbara was crazy about the young Bobby Womack. The brutal murder of Sam Cook, a man I love dearly, might have sobered me up to reality. I mourned for months. I'm still mourning now. I couldn't sleep at night, not only missing Sam's beautiful personality, but hating the lies that surrounded his death. The tragedy might have pushed me in the direction of some clear-eyed view of the world, might have shown me the seriousness and high stakes and big bucks of show business. It should have made me grow up, but should-haves don't count. The plain truth was that I've been wild ever since I was a teenager. And at age 26, I was a still a wild child. Damn, this girl had done more before she was 26 before most niggas do all their life. Okay. At the same time, another strong feeling kept washing over me. I wanted a baby. I've always wanted babies. My maternal streak is plenty powerful. I wasn't yearning for a husband, but the notion notion of caring for an infant was irresistible to me. I gave... I gave a guy $300 to buy a baby for me in Mexico, but the man ran off with my money. That broke my heart. Okay, hold on, y'all. I know I told y'all I wasn't going to act a nigga in this. Hold on, but we not talking about Sam Cooke no more. This girl gave $300 to a man to run down to Mexico to steal a baby and bring it back to her. Girl, there ain't no honor. Among Steve's girl. But anyway, okay. Another heartbreaker involved Garnell and Lois Cooper. Garnell and his piano player brother because... Another heartbreaker involved Garnell and Lois Cooper. Garnell and his piano player brother, Buzz, had a band called the Kinfolks, a bad band of fine young brothers. Garnell blew tenor and liked smoking angel dust. Oh, Lord. Ooh, I told you the dippers has always got to be close. That PCP, oh my God. He could be violent. He and his wife, Lois, had boy twins named Garnell and Arnell. I used to babysit them when they were newborn. Arnell was sickly, and Lois, who saw how much I loved him, suggested I keep him. I was thrilled. For six months, I nursed the little baby back to health. I guess I thought I'd do for Arnell everything Mama Lou had done for me. I loved all the motherly chores, especially cuddling and rocking the child to sleep. I loved the sweet physical contact. I loved helping the helpless. Now and then, I'd send Lois 50 or $75 with the understanding that the baby would be mine. But that understanding soon changed. The more Lois came to visit, the more I saw her natural maternal feelings growing strong. I knew it wouldn't be long before for she'd be wanting her baby back. That's just what happened. Sure it hurt. I'd grown attached, but I wasn't about to argue. She was the mama and she had the rights. My life would go on. 
I think about the song, sometimes I feel like a motherless child and turn it around in my mind. Sometimes I feel like a childless mother. Working for my habit. Back in LA, I fell into funky times. I thought I wanted to stay clean, but I really didn't. I really wanted to get high, stay high, live high. And if the stuff was too strong, die high. With John Lewis socked away in jail indefinitely, I had no protector, supplier, or booking agent. No one to manage or manipulate me. I had to manage and manipulate myself. I didn't do a great job, but one of the things for sure I found when I had to, I was essentially working for my habit. Leonard Chess had a hard time getting me in the studio. Everyone had a hard time getting me in the studio to do anything. But I always managed to work, and I could always sing. Some people can't work while high, but I can. Now, if you have not already done so, please remember to like, share to Facebook and subscribe because it is so important to our success here on the YouTube. Now, remember this, the same people that you meet on the way up will always be the same people that you meet on the way down. My naysayers, my patron loves you babies have a good one. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.